OCD may be one of the most challenging mental health conditions to treat on the planet, and here is why. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about why OCD is so treatment resistant and how to help your kid and how to figure out how to get the best treatment. So let's dive in. So thank you for joining me on my OCD series. I'm on this mission to help people understand what OCD is, dispel some of these crazy myths about OCD, that it's only related to hand washing, and that there's a positive to OCD and that people enjoy having it. That's just silly bananas. Talk to anybody who has had OCD and struggled with it. It is one of those conditions that linger because of some behavioral components. So let's dive into why is OCD so treatment resistant? So number one, it's often misdiagnosed. So you can't get the right treatment and if you're not getting the right diagnosis. So people are often misdiagnosed for years as having anxiety. Then they get anxiety treatment. And anxiety treatment, the wrong treatment, is the number two reason why it's treatment resistant. They're often using just straight cognitive behavioral therapy, if you're even lucky to get that, but they're doing talk therapy. So let's just say they're doing talk therapy. They might be doing play therapy. They might be doing a variety of different treatments, sensory treatments, when that is not what you're going to do with OCD. The MAC Daddy treatment is exposure response and prevention. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. So Really, it all starts with proper diagnosis. And when we don't get that right diagnosis, it actually, we feed the barking dog. Parents inadvertently accommodate it. Kids ask a question, it gets reinforced. And then, and it just is longer and longer and longer. So the more we form a habit, the more likely it is to stay. It's like anything else. Force myself literally out of bed every morning, seven days a week to work out. And it's become a habit, a healthy habit. I hate it when that early. Okay. Everybody wants to work out when they want to work out. And certainly when you go work out with friends, it's awesome. Just forcing yourself out of bed and sometimes in the same outfit that you went to bed with, even better because it's one less thing you got to do. It's a healthy habit, but unhealthy habits are the same way. Just like if I avoided getting out of bed every day to work out, I wouldn't work out. The further you get away from exercise, the less becomes important. So with OCD, we have something called a negative reinforcement. It's the same thing as the rich get richer and the poor get poor. So the more we do something, the more likely it's to happen. And the less we do it, the less likely it's going to happen. And we can do that in a positive with reading. They call it a negative Matthew effect. The more you read, the better you get out. But with OCD... The more we engage in the obsessive thinking, the intrusive thoughts, the compulsions, the rituals, the more likely it's going to happen. With a negative exposure cycle, if you can visualize, you have an intrusive thought and you say to your mom, mom, is it going to rain today? Because your worry is you're going to get hit by a lightning strike. That's your intrusive thought. Okay. And you do all kinds of things to avoid lightning strike. Is it going to rain today? Your mother says yes. So first, you have this high-level anxiety until the moment your mother says yes, 
And then the anxiety shoots down if you can visualize that on a graph. But what happens is every time she says, yes, the baseline goes up, the baseline goes up. So you need more reinforcement and the behavior becomes more ingrained. When your mom says, you say, is it going to rain today? And you say, I don't know. It might rain. Your anxiety is going to go up higher, but then you're going to learn, hmm, the bad thing didn't happen. And we keep reinforcing that. And then the baseline goes down and down and down to eventually what I'm going to say is you can extinguish most of the time or at least get it to a normal range. This process is much lengthier when this has been going on for, for a decade. And let me tell you something. Most of our people who come to us in our Brain Behavior Reset 101 program, which you can go to Dr. Roseanne forward slash apply to be applied to work with us because we make sure everybody's in alignment and ready for change. We need you ready for change because if you're not ready for change, you don't get to work with us. And you got to be super nice too. We don't care what your problem is. We just, we like people who are super nice. We have the nicest clients. They're so wonderful. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. What happens is that this distinguishing process takes time and there's so many variables like real life worries happen. Thunderstorms happen. (laughs) Your mom and dad accidentally, inadvertently reinforce it. The teacher reinforces it. The sister reinforces it. There's so many variables in it, but it requires a persistence to unlearn the habit and learn a new healthy habit. And the whole point, this is done through exposure and response prevention. When this is done, what happens is the brain says, oh, This is not going to happen. And the brain begins to relax. And and we like to do it with neurofeedback or PMF, or we only do it with neurofeedback or PMF. We can all be talking about that more. But it's treatment resistant because it's misdiagnosed. Then the wrong treatment happens. And then we accommodate it. And this, unfortunately, most of my people spend years going down this rabbit hole. Medication is not the most effective. ERP is the most effective. And the other part of this is that treatment resistant because once your nervous system is stress hijacked in that rev activated state, it's treat even ERP is going to be very, very hard. So you have to calm the nervous system. We do that with PMF and neurofeedback and then come in with a therapy that where you're going to have to work your mental muscle. We just found it to be an amazing combination. So if you've been struggling with OCD for a long time, I want you to be like, okay, there are solutions. It's 
called exposure and response prevention. If your kid has had potential anxiety for a long time and this sounds like them, go back and listen to what is OCD and the difference between OCD and anxiety and really dive into maybe this is OCD. My kid needs a lot of reassurance of seeing rituals. And we often use ERP too with even just straight anxiety because sometimes particularly kids on the spectrum can be very rigid and it's a very structured type of psychotherapy. You can find an ERP therapist or a specialist in OCD on iocdf.org. And if you're interested in working with us, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash apply. Wherever you are in your journey is where you need to be. And when it comes to OCD, don't mess around. Talk therapy isn't going to do it for you. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. Holy cow. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, even if it's OCD, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 